welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Ravina. This week on the show, we have comedian Tom Young. You can find Tom Young on Twitter at ThomasYoung1919. And you can also visit his website, ThomasCYoung.com. And also look out for the Midnight Matinee web series coming to YouTube this Halloween of 2018. This week, Tom and I discuss soccer. Hope you enjoy. It's been slowly consuming my life like it does every four years because <laughs> it's the World Cup year. Right. And uh, the World Cup is really kind of what, like, got me into the whole world of it when I was a kid. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid, there wasn't as much of it on TV. Mm-hmm. We didn't have all the Premier League and Champions League and Spanish League and MLS and, like, every like the, all the international matches and stuff that are on TV now. So, like... The first uh, real memories I have are the World Cup when actually when we hosted it in 94. Oh, yeah. Watching that on TV when I was uh, nine years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and actually the summer, I think before that, there were a bunch of international matches that they held all over the U.S. as sort of like a dress rehearsal for mm-hmm. the world. Like FIFA makes you do sort of a t- like a little tournament the year before to like oh. show that everything's ready. Yeah, FIFA's a whole other yeah. thing. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. But uh, so, yeah, so I actually went to games in D.C. and I saw mm-hmm. like the national team play and I saw uh, I saw Brazil play England one time there. And it was like it was just nuts, like being in the stand and actually seeing all that stuff. Because I had, all of us, like my brothers and sisters and I, we had played since, like, as long as I can remember. We played since we could walk, but, like, we didn't really know anything about, like, the real professional level game. Yeah. So, like, you know, the World Cup is, like, a huge, that's why it's, like, kind of huge in American soccer more so than, like, what some other countries might, Mm -hmm. how they might value the World Cup just because that's, like, how a lot of us got turned on to the whole thing. Right. Because, like, I'm, I'm. I like soccer during mm. the World Cup because my parents, they're they are both immigrants. My mom's uh, from Mexico. My dad's from Argentina. So they are like, you know, ride yeah. or die fans for their countries. With long, huge tradition yeah. and everything. One of the best players in the world right now is Argentinian. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Messi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. He's he's a nut. <laughs> so it's so fun to watch them, like, especially when their teams are playing each other. Mm-hmm. It's a madhouse because mm-hmm. they're just hating each other for the whole time yeah it was funny uh a couple a few years ago during the the last world cup i had to warn my roommates at the time like just (laughs) so you know like you know occasionally you'll hear me yell something at the tv like during the world cup that's like every day for a month yeah like it's it's (laughs) it's gonna be nothing but watching games and i had to like prepare them but it was kind of funny i think they got a little into it too but uh it's like it's funny because it's like it's hard not to get like as awful of an organization as like FIFA is. Yeah, it's we got to talk about that too. It's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to not get like swept up and like it's the World Cup. Yeah. It's the biggest sporting event in the world, and it's literally the best players in the most popular sport. Yeah, and yeah, it's because it's, it's everywhere. It's not like football or baseball where it's pretty much only in. Yeah. The U.S. It's it's truly global. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's 
interesting too because people are like, oh, it's not like they they think it's like un American or whatever. When it's like, <laughs> uh, we've always had the game here too. Yeah. Like, we've always had communities that played this. Actually, it's where American football kind of comes from For too. For sure. Uh, so I was like, that's just a weird like attitude to have. And also it's like, if you're a sports fan, it's just like another thing that don't you just want to win? Like, exactly. don't you want to have like another trophy or whatever, you know? So I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it's the world cup in 94 was like the first recollection I have of seeing any, uh, like professional soccer outside of like, or any like real soccer outside of like watching my older siblings teams play. Mm-hmm like watching the big kids play. Yeah. And then uh, my brother had a uh, an old, it was funny because I thought about this today when, when you said, let's talk about this. He had this old VHS tape. It was like a highlight reel from the first division in England, uh-huh. which is now, or now the top division in England is called the Premier League. But at the time it was just the old, it was the old first division. And it was all these highlights of players from like the 80s and early 90s. And we didn't know who any of these guys were, but mm-hmm. just watching like crazy old school soccer, like in the mud in England and stuff. And it was just, like, I remember watching that repeatedly as a kid and then occasion, like slowly and surely uh, like club games and stuff started getting played on TV, like mm-hmm. big European matches started getting played more on TV. And it was like, then by the 98 World Cup, we, my whole family, which is half French. Mm-hmm. My grandmother's from Normandy and stuff. We watched the 98 World Cup where France hosted and won it. Yeah. And that was like... That was huge. I, I remember oh, that yeah. vaguely. I do. Oh, yeah, because they beat Brazil. And they it wasn't just like a... like a, They beat them three to nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was like France had never won the... They didn't qualify for the previous World Cup. That's crazy. And then they got the rights to host this one somehow because uh-huh. FIFA's corrupt or whatever. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but then... Their best player, Zinedine Zidane, was like, he was like the guy, the, the first dude that we were like, oh yeah, he's freaking awesome. It's him and Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, mm-hmm. were both in that final. And that was like, we were seeing like a whole new level of players. When we started watching mm-hmm. all these guys who played in like the Champions League in Europe and everything and, and, uh, and just got more and more into it. But like these World Cups also kind of coincided with like us growing up playing too. Right. Because the 2002 World Cup, uh, uh, when it was held in Korea and Japan that year, my club team that I played for, you know, all through elementary school and high school, we won a big tournament mm. that weekend. And to celebrate, I was the captain of the team. I was like, hey, we're watching the U.S.-Mexico game at my place tonight, which is at 2 in the morning oh. <laughs> because it was being played in Korea. Right. And my mom and dad were just like, ah, all right. <laughs> like, come on. every like." So they had fucking 20, you know, 17-year-old boys screaming at the TV. At and they, they, Yeah, watch <laughs> my older brother throwing beer bottles at the TV. Or not oh. beer bottles, but uh, flicking the um, the caps. Yeah, yeah. Every time uh, a bad call happened or something, and the U.S. ended up winning that game 2 to nothing uh, against Mexico. But uh, And that was... In that World Cup, that was the first World Cup where the U.S. did, like, really well, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, coinciding with what was happening with me playing at the time... And then watching like the U.S. team, it's like, oh, we can do it. See, yeah. see. So, did you um, did you watch that game in Spanish? No, no, we watched it in English. Okay, because yeah. I mean, you got to admit, watching games in Spanish is so much better. I do, I don't know. Well, I, because when they make a goal, it's that signature. Oh, I know. Goal. 
I know. forever. It's you don't get that in English. <laughs> they were also the, it was funny because they I I said for the longest time growing up that the only Spanish I knew was all like derogatory comments <laughs> that were thrown at me on soccer fields. Right, right. Because I grew up playing against all you know kids from uh, like Central and South America and uh-huh. stuff, and uh, so that was like the only Spanish I knew was like. I can't remember it now. It was like how to say fuck you and Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you I don't know if you use bad language. Oh, that's fine. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it was that was like the ongoing joke because <laughs> it would be like my team from the suburbs of Maryland, bunch of dumb white kids going and playing against like we had a rival team in our that moved up through high school divisions with us. We were always like number 1 and number 2 and moving up the the division tables each year. And this team was all kids from like I can't remember. They were all from like Haiti, I want to say. And they were like, for the last years of high school playing club soccer, I remember they were like our rivals because it was Uh always us and them every season moving up the divisions. And actually I had, I played one of the best games of my life against them when I was 18 during one of the worst hangovers I've ever had (laughs) in my life. That was like one of the best uh, moments I recall from ever playing because I was like, uh, it doesn't make the hangover go away, but it's like, uh, at least I showed up for a reason. (laughs) For sure. Um, And I'm sure that you you probably like slept so long after you went home that night. Oh, I was exhausted. It it was funny because it was was my club team that I played for that like, I'm flying back to... uh, the East Coast this summer for a buddy's wedding who's, like, one of the guys from this team. Like, mm-hmm. the dudes who I basically grew up on this team with all through middle school and oh, high school. Awesome. And uh, uh, that uh, tournament, where was I going with this? Um, You're hungover. Oh, yeah. That game was our last season before we all graduated high school and all went off to, you know, play in college or not play mm-hmm. anymore or whatever. And uh, we had this game at 8 in the morning in our hometown in Maryland, but... It was the morning after my older sister's college graduation from James Madison University down in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so the previous night, me and my family and my girlfriend, my high school girlfriend and like um, a couple other friends of ours were all down partying all night with my sister and the JMU girls lacrosse team. Yeah. So I get just viciously stupid 18-year-old drunk. Uh-huh. And I to the point where I'm like I'm like I pass out and I'm like puking in my sleep oh, and my Jesus. my girlfriend was like crying like didn't oh. know, know what to do and everything. Still, my mom shows up at fucking uh, like uh, six in the morning to pick me up at my sister's place because her and I have to drive have to leave everybody else and drive back early to get to the field in time for this game. We get there and I'm like shaking with you know alcohol. And what did your mom say? She was just like, this is your fault. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> she's you, very realistic she about it. I don't think she said anything to me about it. She knew we were out drinking right. all night. And she was just like, well, he's... Got to learn some. He some knew time. he had this game today, so... Yeah, <laughs> uh, the hard way. So we get there, and uh, and everybody's like complaining about the game being too early, and they're all guys who just rolled out of bed and came out to the field. Yeah. Like, we were playing at our high school, and... Uh, and I was just like, oh, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I feel so shitty right now. And we go for the coin toss, and it was to, you know, who gets kickoff and all that. And it was me, and the other kind of captain on the team was uh, uh, my buddy Sam. Uh, and we go uh, out there, and this team that we knew, who, like I said, had moved up divisions with us, 
the refs turns to us. He goes, you guys are from Severna Park, our our hometown. We yeah. said, yeah. And he goes to the other guy. He goes, oh, where are you guys all from? And he goes, oh, we're kind of from all over. What? And the ref goes, oh, so you're like an all-star team. And the guy, the guy just goes, yeah. And as soon as he said that, me and my buddy Sam just looked up at each other. We're like, fuck this kid. Yeah. And, and so we go out in the first half. It's just like a bad start. We go down. We're losing 2 nothing at halftime. And uh, it, it wasn't any big, like, fire up or anything. I was just like, oh, my God, we don't want to lose to these assholes. But I still feel like shit. Yeah. And we go back out in the second half, and uh, we scored six goals to win 6-2. to two. I had a goal, and I think I had an assist which actually had one of like the nicest goals I'd ever uh-huh. scored. It was like a weird like back heel thing off a corner kick, but uh yeah, that game I was just like I I don't know how cuz I was playing out of position too in a posi- mm-hmm. I was playing on the wing so I had to do more running than usual too. Oh, yeah. So I was like I don't know how I'm going to make it, but we're not losing right now. <laughs> was it the kind of thing where like your body just like gave you the enough of an adrenaline rush to just get it together for the game. Or I mean, were you feeling bad while you were playing. I felt pretty bad while yeah. I was playing, but I was, it, again, it was just like oh I got it. God, I just gotta <laughs> suck it up and yeah, just trooper. do it. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so like high school was like we grew up just playing all the time. Right. So like I said, I'm one of six kids, and uh, you'd play with your siblings. Yeah, like we'd play in the backyard. How cute. We used to get in trouble all the time because um, if our parents would go out at mm-hmm. night for whatever, um, we had a, a mini ball, like a smaller version of a ball, and uh, we'd go in our, our family room in the house and just push all the furniture to the side and use the couches as goals yeah. and play in the – and we we put holes in drywall. <laughs> we broke like picture frames and everything. And my mom always got pissed and screamed at us and would – whatever. We'd, as soon as they'd leave, we'd do it again. Like we weren't going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, our basement was like – the the rooms in our basement used to have a whole bunch of like holes and so we had a fence in our old backyard of uh the house we lived in when i was younger mm-hmm. and um that we just destroyed by just drilling soccer balls against oh it all the time and uh we had a they had a swing set that they had built when we were like little kids uh-huh. And, you know, it's like, and you get older as a teenager, it's still fun to do the swing and jump off them. But we, what we realized was it was almost the exact dimensions of a full-size goal. So we'd just throw all the swings over the, like, basically over the crossbar, like, roll them up and just drill the And we destroyed the swing set oh, no. by drilling <laughs> soccer balls at it. Uh, so it was like a lot of stuff like that as, you know, growing up still just getting my head full of, watching games on TV and seeing them live and stuff like that. So it just became like an obsession. I never really got into like any other sport. Like uh-huh. everything else seemed too like slow moving. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah, soccer is just go, 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 go. Yeah, and that's what I don't understand when people say like, oh, it's boring. I'm like, it's constantly moving. The situation's yeah. always changing. They don't have plays that they run. Everybody's got to be able to do the same yeah. stuff. If and they're the... not constantly stopping like in football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. that's why. That's actually why I've gotten into hockey in the last Hockey's few, so too. much fun to watch. Because like soccer, it's mm-hmm. just, it's fluid. It's fast moving. You got to be, you like, you have to think faster than the other team. Right. So that's... Uh, part of what kind of, I guess, just appealed. But I, I like, I don't remember ever, like, because I played other sports too, but it was just like, this was the only thing that kind of stuck for some reason. Yeah. And now it's like 
the whole world of it is just endlessly uh, crazy to me. We we're talking about you wanted to talk about FIFA. Yes, uh, I there's a um, uh, web series that I've gotten this rabbit hole I've gone down lately because the World Cup's coming up. So of course I'm on YouTube all the time watching old highlights and things mm-hmm. of players and whatnot. And there's a show that uh, breaks down like the tactics of the game, like like on like a whiteboard, the way like a coach, like a manager would talk to the players at this level, mm-hmm. and and explains why professional teams do the things they do, the formations they play, and all that. But it also talks about like the history and like the financial dealings of these clubs and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode on there about a Ukrainian team that has ties to like the civil war that happened there. And also they have ties to Donald Trump through Paul Manafort and stuff (laughs) like in, in all that stuff that happened that came out during the election of like them dealing with Russians and Ukrainians and stuff. These were the guys they were talking about. One of them was the owner of a, of a Ukrainian team that plays in the champions league. What? So it's like this world is so crazy. Like, like soccer's at the center of so much weird political intrigue all the time. Because it's like a t- uh, owning a club is like a toy for the rich, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like World Cups and things like the 1978 World Cup is considered like one of the worst ones because Argentina won it, but they, it was the first time they hosted it, and it was also during their uh, military dictatorship. Oh, okay, so Got the it. government was like, "We're not losing this tournament." Uh-huh. And uh, it's widely believed that some of the group stages games, one of the group stage games that allowed. A score in another game that allowed Argentina to advance in the mm-hmm. tournament, they think, was a fixed match. Yeah, It's pretty obvious when you watch the highlights and you see how badly this team just lays down to Argentina. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, there's – it's – they call it the – you know, they say, oh, the beautiful game and all that. Oh, there's a lot of ugly shit yeah. to it. But it's like it's endlessly – the more I go down the rabbit hole of this game, the more crazy – shit I find out mm-hmm. or the more like, yeah it's I I don't know where I was going with that but uh <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's incredibly corrupt it, it's pretty sad like also just what it does to when it when the world cup takes place in like third and second world countries like what it does to the economy much mm-hmm. like the olympics yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's 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 awful but it's like people are still like it's awesome. This is yeah. what we want. This is literally what everybody in the world wants to watch. Because it makes them feel special. Because like, who's hosting it this year? Is it still Qatar? No, it's uh, Russia. Oh, it is Russia. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think Qatar it was supposed- is twenty twenty two. Which I, oh, okay. I don't. I, you know, if even if the USA qualifies for that one, I'm gonna have a hard time watching that yeah. one, knowing like everything. That's the thing. Is like the nature of the world right now is souring. Even like the stuff that. Yeah. You know, you so like <laughs> so uh so yeah, and the US not being in this World Cup is just like takes it down a notch for me, but like I'm still going to watch every yeah. game. Like I'm still going to watch, you know, look to see everything that Messi and Ronaldo do, you know. Right. That's it, which as another thing too, my my brothers and I talk about this a lot. Our uh just our general knowledge and interest in the game in like the years we were growing up coincided with like just an unbelievable few generations of like mm-hmm. professional players that were just insane to watch. And there are some of them we got to see live. Uh, That's awesome. Like I said, you know, said I went to like, you know, games at uh, RFK and things like that. And uh, it was like, whether it was on TV or a game that I saw live, it was like, there are so many, like I was thinking about it today. I was like, "Oh yeah, there's like there's specific goals that I remember from like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what 
competition or what the game was for or whatever, but it's like, I remember that goal though, where he did the, and another one like that happened this season where Ronaldo from who plays on Madrid uh-huh. did what they call bicycle or overhead kick, you know, and he, where he basically does kind of a backflip and hits the ball. Yeah. The it's goal. awesome. It, yeah. It, that It's like, it's so funny because it's like at that level, the games can be so tight and so cagey and things like that, but it's like, it's a game like that where every now and then you'll see something where some guy was like, no, I got this and just does something absolutely batshit crazy. Right. And you're like, Oh wow. That's why people watch the world. For Cup. sure. Like, Remember in 2006 when the guy on the French team head, but that was the... Zinedine Zidane who uh, scored yeah. the two goals in the 98 final. Oh my God. He was, in my opinion, I think Zinedine Zidane was the greatest player ever. Oh, really? And he's currently the manager at Real Madrid who are probably going to make it to the Champions League final. They're just season. incredible. They have so many good players. Well, they've won the league. They've won- if, they may- if they win the Champions League, this will be the third time in a row, all under Zidane, uh-huh. and this is his first job as a coach. He went oh. from – he was a player at Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. And uh, – and- he played for the national team. He also played for Juventus in Spain. Like he, he's one of the all-time greats. But if you watch him, just nobody moved. Like it was funny. I tried to, sh- I tried explaining what made certain players like awesome. And I was mm-hmm. like to uh, an ex-girlfriend who didn't know like anything about the game. And uh, I was like, I'm just going to show you a bunch of highlights. And when I showed her Zidane, she was like, he looks like he's dancing around with the ball while everybody else is like running around like crazy. And I'm like, well, yeah, as he made people look stupid with yeah. it never looked like he was really trying that hard. Mm-hmm. So it was like, so I, graceful. Yeah. It was guys like him, uh, Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, also Brazilian, the Brazilian players, Rivaldo and Ronaldinho. Mm-hmm. The three of them won the World Cup in 2002 with Brazil. They were in the finals in 98. Like it, they, so like we just grew up seeing all these guys. I actually got to see Ronaldinho play live in DC when he um, uh, had just transferred to the club Barcelona, mm-hmm. and they came and played a preseason game against AC Milan, which was a, a rematch of the Champions League final from the previous season. Mm, so it was like that's awesome. We, every now and then we got to see some crazy shit like that. It was like, oh man, we don't have this in America. We don't have this level in this country yet. So what is it like being at the games? Is it just crazy energy? Oh yeah, it's it depending on the game, depending on the fans. Some MLS games with weak attendance kind of suck, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you go to like a big international game, one when I was like ten or eleven, I went to a uh, um, I can't remember if it was just like a, a friendly match or if it was part of a tournament. But I saw the USA play Mexico mm-hmm. in RFK Stadium in DC, and uh, uh, US won. It was four to nothing. Okay, and they had Casey Keller in goal, who was one of the first like pro guys that because at the time I was a goalkeeper, so he was like mm-hmm. American goalkeeper. He's like one of my heroes, you know. And uh, USA won, and there were fights breaking out all over the stadium. Oh, and my parents had all of us, and we're running to get out of the stadium and running through the parking lot to get to my parents' big Ford club wagon van, <laughs> and we all pile in as Mexicans and Americans are all squaring off against each other all over the stadium <laughs> in the parking lot. And I just remember, though, like just seeing the actual game and then just seeing all of the sh- crazy shit around the game just being like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, that was kind of it for me because I never, like, we never really got to go to 
NFL games that much or yeah. whatever. In uh, even though there's definitely more access to that on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was just my parent. It was funny too because my parents didn't grow up with the game like we have, but mm-hmm. they they know it now too because they once we all got into it, it was like they were coaching our teams and oh, everything, cool. and and so now it's like they go to they they go to the. Uh, uh, bar with us at like seven in the morning on a Saturday to watch a Manchester United uh-huh. game. Like they they'll they'll go in there and like drink beer with us in the morning and watch a game and yell at the TV just like everybody. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it's uh, that's always been like a big thing just with my family was just playing and con- always watching. Yeah. Uh, on because we're all Manchester United fans. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, got into that right after the '98 World Cup when I saw Zidane do that the following year was uh, when Manchester United with, like, David Beckham and that whole generation mm-hmm. of players won what's called a treble, where they won the English Premier League, the FA Cup, and the um, Champions, the European Champions oh, League. Okay. So they were the champions of England and the champions of Europe. Uh-huh. And all one, like, no British team had done that before. And, uh, and they were, like, ridiculous. And that was what got me into them. And, uh, and so I started watching that stuff. And that so that was when, like my whole family really just kind of locked into man Manchester and, uh, because my older brother was a fan of, uh, one of Beckham's contemporaries, a guy named Ryan Giggs, mm. who was a left footed player like my brother. So it was like, we're seeing all these guys who were like, you know, suburban kids basically who grew up playing together, all playing on Manchester United. Now they call this generation of players. They call them the class of 92. Oh, interesting. Because they came up through the Manchester United, uh, youth Academy. Mm-hmm. They, they were all David Beckham, Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs, Nicky, Butt, the Neville brothers, like they were all these guys who signed for a professional club when they were like 13 to develop. Right. And they all come into the prof- the full professional team when they're all like 17, 18 years old. And then, so Just that's already bred for it. Yeah. So that season, they're all in their mid twenties. They win the top mm-hmm. thing they can win. And, uh, so that got us really into that in, in England, there's a tradition that on uh, boxing day, the day after Christmas, the premier league doesn't, the English leagues don't take a winter break like every other league in Europe does. Oh, okay. They play through the holiday season. They play the hmm. day after Christmas, literally like every team in every division will have a game. It's like football on Thanksgiving for us, but it's yeah. like every team plays. And that's what people do. They stay home after Christmas and watch. Yeah, well, stuff. for for us here, my family now, because uh, United always has a game that day, so mm-hmm. we go to uh, uh, the bars in like Baltimore. There's a few bars around like where our hometown where we'll go and watch, uh, game, you know, on Boxing Day. And the place will be packed with yeah. everybody in jerseys and stuff and and uh, so it's kind of it's kind of wild too to see since I was a kid how much it's grown. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, I'm so tired of people doing that whole conversation of uh, of uh, like, oh, is soccer here to stay? It's like, yeah, it, it, our league's over 20 years yeah. old. Like, I remember watching the first uh, MLS Cup final. It was actually '96. It mm-hmm. was right after we had hosted the World Cup. And uh, my home team, DC United, won the first MLS, actually the first two MLS Cups. Mm-hmm. So that made like a big impact on us. It, like, I don't know. It's funny. I, I'm realizing I'm just like rambling off games I watched now. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> that like are still with to you. Me. But uh, it's all the good memories. But it, it was just crazy because, like I said, it was like it coincided us like getting into the game playing. It coincided with just like a crazy. It, like just wave of players at the professional mm-hmm. level that we watched 
for years and are all now like managers at teams now. And, and, uh, but like, yeah, it just, it sucked, it sucked us down the rabbit hole, like yeah. heart, like the whole family, literally. That's awesome though. Like all of us played at the same high school. Uh, we all played for clubs in, or for the same like club basically. Mm-hmm. In Did our you hometown. play college? I played for a year at community college, uh-huh. uh, and then I went to an art school to study film that had no sports teams. Ah, see. <laughs> so, but but I had pickup games at the art school, yeah. <laughs> which was funny playing sports at an art school because it's like if you could do anything athletic with a bunch of chain smokers, they think you're like a jock. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like okay, whatever. <laughs> but uh, but now nah, two, my younger brother and sister were both like full ride scholarship. Oh, no way. Wow. College. My brother played one season and then transferred. Oh, okay. My sister played all four years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we all, my older brother played division three college, mm-hmm. uh, but he actually went to, I think his team may, may have made it to the division three final four one year. Wow. Yeah. His college team was, that was another thing too. Like I, I just got sucked more and more into it. it was, I was constantly getting dragged along to uh, my older siblings games. Mm-hmm. And then in like, you know, 98, the World Cup, 99 was when we the Women's World Cup when uh, our women won it for the second time, I think. Hell yeah. Was that when Mia Hamm was playing? Yes. That was the, that was the generation of Mia Hamm, Brianna Scurry, Julie Foudy, Brand, Brandy Chastain when she scored the winning penalty in the shootout and took her shirt off and was in her sports bra. That became like the, uh-huh. a long-running joke on ESPN for a while. A meme before memes were a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of fun. I remember a sports center because Sports Center always does like funny commercials and there, there was a commercial for uh, – Women's World Cup, like the the following Women's World Cup, and it was uh, Brandy Chastain playing foosball against a couple of the like the comment the Sports Center anchors, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, she scored a goal and was like, yeah. And the two guys just look at her like they're waiting for her to take her shirt off, and she was like, <laughs> and they were just like, oh, never mind. And they just turned around and they walk away, and I was like, that's so stupid, but kind of funny. Yeah, like, that that's stupid that that's the thing you remember, but but like. It's yeah, a it, funny commercial. Yeah, it's like, like, it was a thing at the time, and it's like what kind of like made her a household name. More oh or yeah, less. oh yeah. But I've seen the women's national team play. I've, I think I saw, I think I saw Mia Hamm play at the Naval Academy Stadium mm. in like a friendly. I want to say it was like a game against like Russia or somebody. Oh, wow. Yeah, I like I've been to so many random like professional college and high school games that's like. I can't. I like. I remember goals from games like ten years ago, but I can't remember like shit that I have to do today. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's bad. It's bad how much of my my brain space is taken up with just useless soccer shit. Part of your brain is a soccer ball. Probably. I actually. <laughs> I th- I don't know if I ever. T- okay, that's another thing too. Whenever people are like to this day, people still pull that like, oh, you soccer pansy or whatever, mm-hmm. and I just show them this picture of a few years ago playing for an amateur club out here that I just recently went back to try and practice with, and it didn't, didn't go so well. Uh-huh. But in a game, uh, I went up for a header. It was, a, it was real kind of is bruiser sort of dirty league, mm-hmm. and uh, we were playing against a team that we needed to beat to win the, the title, that, to win the league that season. And uh, I go up for a header, try to head the ball in goal. Defender butts me in the back of the head, splits my head open. Oh, shit. Yeah, like I... I went down hard. And that, that was the thing, like, uh, 
I was always sort of one of the taller guys on the field, yeah. so I was always one of the guys like getting in on corner kicks and trying to like win balls in the air and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So you get hit. I got my nose broken in the same way in high school, <gasps> but uh, uh, in this game, I get split open and I go down. And I'm holding it. I don't know that it's bleeding and all this. And and I was just like, oh man, it hurts. <laughs> and I'm like, I have my eyes shut and I hear the teams like in a scuffle around me. I hear like my teammates like pushing and shoving with that guy. I'd be like, what the fuck, man? You know, like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And I get up to my knees. And at that point, our coach Gabe is out on the field and he's got the medical kit. And, uh, and he's like, Tom, sit down, sit down right now, sit down. And I, I can't like, I think I, he said, so like, I, I told him I just needed to walk it off or something like that. Because <laughs> you're, he, like, in shock. He goes, dude, you have a huge gash on your head. You got blood. And that, it was, as soon as he said that, I took my hand away. And that's when I felt the blood just oh, flow down my oh, face. My and the funniest thing about it was this was our first game of our team wearing our brand new all-white uniform. Oh, and it's all the sun. We could, it, this couldn't, of course. Ha- it couldn't happen the day we're wearing our brand new red away jersey. Like, the, yeah. you know, so, uh, it had to be the brand new white jersey. Oh God. So he, he, they wrap like a t-shirt around my head and throw me in my coach's car. And I leave my keys with my teammates. Cause I was like, I was like, can somebody just drive? I like Gabe has my address. Can one of you just please take my car to my house or something? My roommates uh-huh. are going to pick me up at the hospital. I get to the hospital and uh, he's laughing at me because he's like, you wanted to walk it off. He goes, it lo- it, he told me I had a flap of skin hanging Ew. and it looked like I had been scalped. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to, have to get stitches? Oh yeah. I had, uh, it was six stitches and seven staples or might've been the other way around. I can't remember, but, but yeah, it was awful. And uh, my Wait, old, how old were you at this time? This was out here in LA. Oh this was, this God. was only like. This was, God, what year is this? This was 2014, I want to say. My roommate at the time, Steven Torres, had Uh to come pick me up at the hospital because the coach had to go back and, like, see. That was our last game of the season. So, unbeknownst to me, the whole team goes out to the bar after the game and takes my car with them. And so, Steven and I are at the hospital. I'm getting stitched up. And it was funny because our goalkeeper on our team was an emergency room nurse. And the guy stitching me up was actually a buddy of his. Mm -hmm. So, he was laughing. And also, another player from the other team that we played that night was also in the emergency room with me because he had gotten his nose broken a little before this had happened to me. Yeah. He had collided with our goalkeeper. And... uh, I mean, that was kind of a dirty move. Like, he, he kind of deserved what he got there. <laughs> I got blindsided from behind. But uh, so the basically the staff sees two of us come in with, like, head injuries. And is like, what the hell is happening at that game? Yeah. Like, what is going on? <laughs> He's playing with knives. Because I just had – I was just covered in blood. Your right. head bleeds like crazy. And uh, so by the time I got to the hospital, I was a little woozy. I almost passed out when they put the first staple in me. Oh, God. Because it just, it looks like just an office stapler. Right. And they're right. just like, click, dick, dick. and you feel it pinch. Oh, and I, I almost threw up and was just like, give me a minute, give me a minute. I, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so it's like, I've had brutal. most of the bad injuries I've had uh, down the years have been also playing soccer. Have you gotten a concussion playing soccer? Uh, yeah, that night I definitely had one. I was going to say. Uh, yeah. I couldn't drive home, which was the whole, the funnier part to that because uh, a lot of soccer teams, there's a big drinking culture uh-huh. around the, the the team that I played for out here. It's just an amateur club, like men's league. We go, we go a lot of times you're out drinking with the other team after the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and 
So we get out of the hospital in Glendale at, fuck, it was like like 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was like right at like last call. And I finally get through to my manager. I'm like, hey, where are you guys? Who's got my car? He says, your car's here at the bar with us in Glendale, which I can't remember which bar it was, but our club boycotted this place for a long time because I get there to find out that my team had gotten into a brawl with the bouncers. Oh, no. And I was just like, and I come walking up as my manager is talking to the police, and the cops see me walk up with a bandage around my head and just (laughs) blood. Just, they see a soccer player. I'm still in my uniform with my socks and everything from the game, and I'm just covered in blood. And they look like hell. Yeah, they look at me, and they're like, what? And the manager immediately was like, he wasn't involved in any of this. That was something at the game. And, And they were like... Okay, and I was like, where are my keys? And they handed me my keys, and I drove my car home with Steven behind me, uh-huh. following me with a, a, a concussion. How did it feel? Did you like, feel like you were driving drunk? I mean, not really. I was like, I know I'm concussed, so I'm like, I need to focus. I, need, yeah. I had the windows down to keep me awake. Oh, my God. And, uh, and I got home. and uh, It's almost the, worse than driving home drunk. Uh, my, my roommates at the time had to come in uh, every couple hours to check on me yeah. to make sure that I was – they had to shake me and wake me up to make sure I would. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, with a concussion, you can go into, like, a coma or some yeah. shit. So uh, never wake up again. <laughs> so yeah, it's like not only does it consume a lot of uh, mental space, but like most of my serious injuries have happened playing soccer. Yeah, I broke my nose in high school. Had to have surgery. I dislocated a rib in an indoor game in college. Oh. I've broken all of my fingers when I used to be a goalkeeper. I in a in a Sunday league team with uh, my brothers. This was like after we'd all graduated college. Mm-hmm. We played in a team in our hometown with just like all our buddies who we played with in high school and college. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, in a game for that team, dislocated my big toe. Dislocated yeah. your big toe? Yeah, like if my toe... I didn't know that was, a, that was an option. Yeah, like it was pointed uh, straight up. Yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, because it was, on, it was my right one uh, because I went to take a shot and a defender had slid in, and I had basically kicked my foot into the bottom of his cleats. Oh, yikes. And it just snapped my toe. Because when, ta- when you're swinging your leg for, like, a shot on goal, you're, mm-hmm. you know, striking it. And so I just swung my foot right into it, and my toe just, It snapped back so hard that the skin on the bottom of my toe had ripped. Jeez. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I went down, because I was in the other team's uh, penalty, the goal box, so I went down holding my foot, and my little brother thought I was taking a dive to get it. He was on my team, and uh-huh. he's standing over me going, get up. And I'm holding my foot going, fuck you. And uh, they get me off the field and into the hospital. Like, as soon as I got my, um, like, I could feel it swelling under because yeah. your, your soccer cleats are, like, really snug. They're, uh-huh. like, half a size too small for your foot, basically. And uh, so I felt my foot swelling underneath this thing. Fuck. I got it off and I got my sock down to like the ball of my foot. And, uh, and I did like, I thought for a second, cause I was like, I know the second I see this, I'm going to freak out Yeah, and it's not going to be good. Cause like right now it hurts, but I can bear it. But I took the sock off and I saw the toe and I mean, my, my buddy, uh, Peter, one of my best friends from, who played on this team with us, his dad was the manager's dad, Nigel, from the Manchester area, another another United fan. He comes over and uh, 
he he's just like, are you all right? You think you, I think he asked me if I could go back in and I was like, I gotta go to the hospital. Yeah. I was like, my mom and my, my ex-girlfriend were in the stands. I was like, get them. I gotta go to the hospital immediately. And, um, yeah, so that was, I was in a boot for like three weeks. Oh my God. That. So you're no stranger to the ER. <laughs> no, no. I've broken my nose twice playing soccer, dislocated rib, broken my foot, the the head thing. Yeah. I one time messed up my hand. I had like burst blood vessels in my hand when I was a goalkeeper because it got stepped on. And oh, my mom geez. and my mom and I were laughing about this the other day because I actually I had a broken finger and I still like an idiot went out and played in the comedian softball league. Uh huh. And uh, my mom was like, "Well, when you were thirteen, you had the doctor splint your put a splint on your hand that allowed you to still put your goalie glove on over it." <laughs> And because uh, I was like, I don't fuck injuries. I want to play. Yeah, <laughs> like, just a yeah. kid, just not even worried about it. Oh well, yeah, it was just funny. I was always, I was just a terrible in school because all I was ever doing was like just playing soccer. Yeah, and and uh, I remember I was pissed when I was uh, 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 thirteen. I was like twelve or thirteen. It was my eighth grade year, and I went to elementary school, middle school at a uh, Catholic school. Mm-hmm. Actually. I think I was the first ever player for the Catholic school junior high team to be red carded out of a match. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And our, our principal sister, Linda saw me cussing out the ref and everything. And that was funny. But, uh, but that year I was playing with my club team in this tournament and Mm -hmm. I was the goalkeeper at that time. And my dad was the coach and, uh, the last chance I had been putting off go, I had to do my confirmation classes, mm-hmm. you know, for the church to get, I was just supposed to get confirmed that year. And, uh, the last chance I had to go was the same afternoon that the finals of this tournament were. Oh shit. And I was so pissed at my mom cause she made me go. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about confirmation. Yeah. I'm like, I want to play because in the semifinals of this tournament, it had gone to a shootout and I made it, I made the game winning save in the shootout, like from a penalty kick. Yeah. And uh, and my dad was like, we need him for the final because uh-huh. <laughs> nobody else ever played in goal. I was like, well, the Catholic Church needs him too. Oh, God. <laughs> she, she made me go. And I'm like, hey, I've had a longer relationship with, with soccer, soccer than with God. the Catholic Church. <laughs> so... That's so funny. Yeah, I, to this day, I still give her shit about making me go to that. Fortunately, they won in the final mm-hmm. with uh, uh, one of my uh, one of the other guys standing in goal, so... But, uh, but yeah, it was a lot of like most of our family trips revolved around soccer tournaments Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so, yeah, so yeah, the same, same time that like I'm watching the USA get awesome in the O2 world cup, my team is going down and winning a tournament in, uh, um, uh, Virginia beach, Uh Virginia is a tournament they had every year, but at the, before the start of the spring season. So it's like smart, it's like still kind of cold out. You're playing all these early morning games on these in these big parks that are just nothing but soccer fields with every other age group and division playing all day mm-hmm. the whole like weekend and uh we go down first game talk about nasty injuries a buddy of my our buddy Warren gets injured in our first game because mm-hmm. his leg broken as we lose to this team oh jeez and then we come back and we he gets our one of our assistant coaches takes him back because his parents weren't even there takes him back. They didn't like they couldn't make the trip or whatever, so he traveled with somebody else. And so our assistant coach Johan takes him back up 
and we're like, okay, well, we're a man down. We have like we have one less player. We still like we got to finish the tournament out. We end up playing like just lights out the rest of the weekend, and we meet that same team in the finals, and we beat them in a shootout, and I got the winning goal in the shootout. It's like, oh, I had like a couple. Like I was never like a great player, but every now and then I had like one of those moments where I was yeah. like, fuck yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Good we feeling. we won that. That game was because exa- that was like the second game we played that day. Mm-hmm. And it went to like double overtime and then a shootout. And it was like the team we we're playing were just like a bunch of douche. They were like one <laughs> of these like elite teams, like poached kids from mm-hmm. other clubs and stuff. And oh, it must have felt so good to beat them. Oh, yeah. Cause we were coming in, we had like real shitty jerseys and yeah. stuff. And like, and uh, in our team, our, my club team that I played on was just a bunch of just fucking smart asses, too. Like, just the shit talking that happens on the field is to this day, some of the funniest shit. And actually some of the worst things I've ever heard have been on soccer fields in LA. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Oh yeah. I've heard some bad, like they were talking about the ugly side of the game. Some of the most racist shit I've ever heard in my life has been on LA soccer yeah. fields. And I mean, <laughs> somebody will say something like that. And then everybody else is like, why, why, yeah. why, oh, like, what the fuck? And, and, uh, but you know, it's it's a bruiser league. It gets it gets dirty. It gets intense. But I people just go back to their primal instincts. Well, yeah, it's so funny because it's like it's so. I've I've been involved in like fights and stuff yeah. revolving around soccer games in some way. Like it's it's crazy to see. Uh, and soccer is like I feel like the ultimate example of it. But like to see how kind of like tribal people can be too. Mm-hmm. When you look at the shit from fans. Yeah, in the game like the hooliganism and stuff like that, they had a recent round of um, uh, international matches of like countries getting ready for the World Cup this summer, and, and it was like all over the news that of course there were like English fans got in like Russian. I think it was English and Russian fans scuffle like getting into shit with each other. So it's like it sucks because it's like I've totally seen like the awesome highs. Yeah. Of of the game as a fan and a player and things like that, and then you see like the worst part of For it. Sure. Like I've seen people fighting in stadiums, and I've gotten into brawls and matches that I was playing in, and uh, we'd gotten into a couple like fist fights with kids at this place that we used to go to to play pickup games, and so yeah, so it's like any it's it's just it's baffling to me when people think that it's like not a contact sport, even as like. A spectator. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, it absolutely is. Like, yeah. if you're at a game, people are like throwing shit down on the field oh, and yeah. stuff. Like, it gets nuts. Fans so, are rabid. It's like it's not good, but it, it's everything about it is just like crazy fascinating mm-hmm. to me. I guess. Yeah. Um, it's funny they'll, they'll roll their eyes if they hear this, but uh, uh, I during the last World Cup uh, almost got into. Not almost, but I, I, I had to talk some shit back to uh, Jeff May and Quincy Johnson because they wouldn't leave me alone when I was trying to watch highlights <laughs> at a bar. And they kept making fun of me and talking shit. And I was like, I finally flipped out and I was like, leave me the fuck alone. This is once every four years. Like, let me, yeah, let let me, me have, have this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, go outside right now if you don't shut the fuck up and that was Quincy I'll never forget it was like you're actually kind of a hooligan aren't you and I was like <laughs> I've been telling you guys like you know this yeah like, just leave me alone but uh <laughs> but yeah it was it's like we laugh about it now because I was like 
why am I picking him? Afterwards, I'm like, why did I just try to pick a fight with Jeff May? He's going to kill me. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to try to pick a fight with the former boxer in the bar over a soccer game. Real brilliant. Really great. Um, and just to kind of uh, wrap things up, why are, they, why are fans called hooligans? That's just hooligan like a punk. It's, okay. The thing is, when, when a lot of that shit kind of happened, soccer in a lot of countries has very much sort of like a punk rock kind of thing. from Because mm-hmm. most of these guys who are world-class players are dudes who aren't from the best of circumstances. Right, right. Like they, a lot of them come from absolutely nothing. Yeah, they grow up just like playing in the streets, and that's how the fans are too. Like I said, it's very tribal. It's uh, It can get crazy. I almost got into... My dad and I almost got in, into a actual fist fight during one of my older brother's college games in the stands. Like, it's just everything about it's freaking nuts, and I can't explain it, but I'm just, like, constantly uh, still watching. Yeah. And still trying to play and whatnot, so... I don't know if we really went anywhere with this conversation. <laughs> we, we certainly did. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's just kind of... You know what happens when that's your most of my weekends as a kid were on soccer fields, yeah. So, from a baby hooligan to a grown up hooligan, oh god, yeah. <laughs> in my in this summer, we're we're actually uh, uh, Val and I are going back to Maryland. Oh, to nice. meet the it's the first time she's gonna be meeting the whole family, Ooh. and it's during the World Cup. So oh, it's so like, she gets to see your family, at yeah. The I'm craziest. like, this is this is really gonna be the the, the make or test. break, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, oh god, she's gonna see a bunch of people screaming at fucking soccer games She'll all love it. all Fourth of July week, yeah. So. She's going to love it. <laughs> yeah. And the U.S. isn't even in this one, but we'll still be screaming it's at the TV. It's so I much fun. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. France got in, right? Oh, yeah. They're they're one of I, – I hope they win it. They they have an awesome team this year. Yeah. And, and a couple of their guys are uh, players for Manchester United, which is one of my favorite clubs. So I'm like – I'm kind of pulling for France now. I have family still there, so I'm yeah. like, I'm not that idiot American who's like, where's our family from? Yeah, I don't care. Because like when I watch, I don't care about America. I'm mostly like looking at my parents' teams, just like, all right, who's going to make oh, it? Oh, I mean, I, I cheer for the U.S. first and, and foremost, but because it, it's like, I'm not I'm – not Fre- you know, like yeah. my family's French. I'm not French. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, Irish or whatever, so – I, but uh, but the French team is just, they've always got so many good goddamn players. Yeah, and guy. a lot of it kind of started with the France team for me with Zidane. So, yeah. you know. You're back to your roots. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tom. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I feel like I just yelled at you for an hour. <laughs> <laughs>